This is the Sean Campbell Show, a podcast for the aspiring and hungry entrepreneur. Hey everybody, it's Sean Campbell from the Sean Campbell Show, a podcast by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. And I'm telling you right now, I have not only just one of my favorite entrepreneurs with me, five feet away from me, but one of my favorite people, and I say this for you, Michael, <laughs> the conversations that you and I had when we first met inspired me. You were one of a handful of people whose conversations inspired me to do this podcast because some of the topics that we talked about before we even spoke, spoke business were so inspiring and motivated me. And I always said, if I ever have a podcast... This is the reason why, because if there was a fly on the wall and the value that they got from just listening to us, listening to you speak about not only entrepreneurship, but life, and you're not afraid to talk about your faith, which I greatly admire. All these things, you're one of maybe four or five people that said, conversations with Michael and these other people, the reason why I need to put this podcast to help motivate other entrepreneurs and inspire them. So thank you, Michael Baltazar, for being here. Appreciate it very, very much. No, uh, thanks for having me. And uh, this is pretty neat because I've been following all your shows. And, and I'm and truly pretty, honored. <laughs> and they're pretty, pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, for those new listeners who haven't heard some of the other episodes, definitely check in because you're going to get some really good nuggets out of it. And uh, what's, what's kind of funny is uh, I wish we started recording probably about 20 minutes ago because yeah. <laughs> we had some, we had some really hot fire, know, some really good nuggets that we were just throwing us, some haymakers that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, you know need to, to hear, um, mm-hmm. whether because they're going through something or about to embark on something, you know, you want to get caught off guard, so... Um, but hey, maybe that's for a future episode. Right, I think right. that's why a lot of people need to get one-on-one uh, with Sean, you know, whether it's coffee or lunch or whatever the case may be. Uh, but to just circle back to you know the nice compliment you just paid to me a few moments ago, um, and the, the, the feeling is mutual. Uh, I, think, uh, it, I think Sean and I uh, are a really good example of when you get the right people together. Uh, not everyone's going to jive. Not everyone's going to have that chemistry. Not everyone's going to create that synergy that mm-hmm. really maximizes the, the time, the energy, the relationship that's spent uh, together. And I think that's why we have to be super critical of those people that we surround ourselves with. Right. Uh, we might love someone, someone may be just uh, an amazing person, but they're just not right for the tribe, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, But when we get together, Sean, it's really cool because there, there's some crazy energy that just flows and goes. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, not, I'm nothing special. But I, 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 I share my heart and thoughts and energy with the right people. Right. You know, it's kind of right. funny because if, you know, you put me in a class and, you know, if I'm part of a large group, I'll, I'm like, you know, the fly on the wall, <laughs> super quiet. I don't say very much. But uh, when I'm with the right crowd, the right mm-hmm. people, um, I'm happy to open up and, mm-hmm. and share what's inside of me, what's, uh, uh, what makes me tick, what mm-hmm. gets me going. Uh, I'm not perfect by any stretch of imagination, but... Uh, I try to keep it real and authentic for those that I care about the most and mm-hmm. um, not be a sellout and just just have fun. Yeah, Enjoy that, that's one of yeah, many things I appreciate. You're not, you, you've been very successful, but your recent trip, your recent journey, if you could speak a little bit about that and what, you know, you and I spoke about it, you know, endlessly, but if you can kind of give the audience 
give us a picture of where you were at, what the heck you and your wife were thinking, <laughs> and why you did what you did. Yeah, no, I'm happy to share that. And, uh, you know, for those listeners out there, if you want to have me elaborate on that, uh, just reach out to Sean and, mm. and, you know, he'll connect us. But uh, I spent over 20 years of my life with mortgage originations. I've been doing home loans mm. since I finished college at the University of Arizona. And it's a career that just found me. I didn't look for it. Um, mm. It found me and I pretty much just stumbled upon it. And mm. Uh, had a knack for it, loved it, and so uh, it never was a job for me. It was just something that I just loved to do and uh, was 100% commission sales. So I think it fed my entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. uh, because I did have a heart for that. But uh, fast forward to 2016, mm-hmm. uh, you know, having the best year of my entire career with Nova Home Loans and a uh, great company to work for. They took great care of me. But through it all, I just was missing my family a lot. Mm. I spent, spent a lot of time away from home. Mm-hmm. And even though I made the promise to my wife and kids that I would have a good, healthy work balance, sometimes you get too successful mm-hmm. to, for your own good. And even though I was you know, adding as many team members as possible to try to triage my time and keep that healthy work-home balance, at the end of the day, I just said, you know what, uh, we need to fix this. Mm. And so... Uh, and I think that's where we first met and right. you know, I shared with you some of my thoughts and ideas and, you know, iron sharpens iron. And so we had, a, you know, a lot of really good lunches and, and coffee shop meetings. Mm. And my wife and I came up with this idea that I uh, continue to do mortgage originations, but while traveling mm. the United States. Yeah. And we we're going to do it just part time, just a few months out of the year. And uh, I got licensed in other states. We got up to 11 states that I was licensed in. That way we can travel to these different places, mm-hmm. uh, do family things, but at the same time uh, be able to help Americans realize the, their dreams yeah. of home ownership. So, uh, and I've taught classes and spoke at numerous events. So it was something that I had a knack for anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, this is going to be really, really good. It's going to be a lot of fun. But what was supposed to be just, uh, you know, short trips here and there, mm-hmm. Um, before we launched, quickly progressed to uh, a journey of it being a full-time thing. You know, my wife basically wanted us to sell the house, mm-hmm. get a really big Class A RV, something mm-hmm. nice and comfortable, mm-hmm. and just uh, full-time it on the road. And I made the mistake of agreeing <laughs> to that idea I think if you, I think it's kind of dangerous sometimes when you go onto YouTube and mm-hmm. you know you see some of these other you know people you know doing what was in your imagination, so you see it firsthand. Yeah. And so we saw a lot of families out there that were living the dream, and so we wanted to be a part of that. And so for a year and a half, we were on the road. Eighteen months on the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, it was. Uh, one of the most amazing experiences that, that I ever had. Um, funny story, though, is that when while we were traveling, uh, I, w- I was supposed to have a, a nice, you know, mm-hmm. healthy work week. <laughs> and, you know, when you're visiting some of these places in the U.S. that you'll never see before, again, and you've never seen before, mm-hmm. and it's just so gorgeous, so beautiful, you, you want to partake of it. Mm-hmm. So... While I was supposed to be working, I was out touristing, 
So when I say I was living on the road, that's kind of not true. I was kind of like on an 18-month vacation, and wow. it was supposed to be a lifestyle. It was supposed to be my new life. Like, right. This is what right. we do on the road type of thing. But uh, we still made time for work, and, and mm-hmm. thankfully, you know, uh, maintained all of my, mm-hmm. you know, Arizona clients. And so uh, when we were in Washington, uh, we, our RV broke down, and mm-hmm. so we were up there for a lot longer than what we thought. <laughs> And we had a lot of time to think and reflect. And, mm-hmm. you know, my wife said, you know, I think I'm done. And mm-hmm. the rule was that either one of us could tap out at any time. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we yeah. tapped out while we were in, in Oregon. And our farewell, our farewell tour was down the California coast. And wow. when we got back into Tucson mm-hmm. in October of 2018, mm-hmm. um, that's when we basically just picked up where we left off. And, you know, you fast forward to today. And, uh, you know, the business is great. Nice. You know, Nova's nice. taking great care of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, having a lot of fun. And we have, you know, 18 plus months of experience mm-hmm. that uh, has made us better people. Yeah. And it's actually broadened our network because we met a lot mm-hmm. of really cool people on the road. And just like we were talking about before we started recording today, um, you know, you had shared with me that, uh, that uh, you know, I inspired you. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and, absolutely. And, you know thankful that you shared that with me um but it, it was something that wasn't an accident mm-hmm. you know even in hindsight it looks totally insane and i probably would never ever do it again because <laughs> it's kind of crazy um it was just the most perfect thing that we needed at that time yeah and uh looking forward to seeing you know what that next chapter of life looks like yeah definitely be um a lot more subtle mm-hmm. but uh, at the same time you know, having expanded our horizons, you know, that big mm-hmm. has basically allowed for us to be, believe in ourselves when pursuing things outside the box. How many of the 50 states did you go through? We did uh, do... Or 48 continental states. So, uh, of the 48 continental states, we did 45. Wow. But uh, we uh, did a... So, we sold the RV uh, last year, and the kids had a niche to hit the road again. So, mm-hmm. uh, in the summertime... We did a car V trip, <laughs> just basically through a tent in the back of our SUV, nice. and we nice. just hit the road and mm-hmm. went up to visit my sister in Indiana. While we're mm-hmm. on the road, we uh, knocked out Tennessee. Okay. So, so yeah. we've, we've done uh, 46. I would see you do uh, North Dakota and uh, Arkansas. Okay, so North Dakota, see this table? Yes. Feel it? Feel the table? That's North Dakota. Oh, is that right? That, there's nothing there. I lived there oh. for two years. It's all flat. <laughs> And if you, if there was wind across this table, that's North Dakota, basically. So you could just say you, you experienced it here. Gotcha. It's a lot colder, but I was there for two years in Minot, North Dakota. And every single day was windy and cold. When my dad, my dad was in the Air Force, when we moved from North Dakota and got off the plane in Germany, and the first time outside in Germany from the terminal, the first thing I noticed was like, Dude, there's the wind. Because for two years, you hear the sh- Oh, wow. Sh- I, I didn't realize that until I was actually off into a, a different area, and there's no wind. So you don't really know about North Dakota. What's the other state? Arkansas. Arkansas. That'd be kind of cool. I think Arkansas would be cool. Three of the most eye-opening experiences while you were on the road for 18 months. Three of the... It, 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 yeah, if you could narrow it down to three. You know, I think... Uh... The one thing that stands out the most for me is I, I was extremely surprised of how many amazing people mm-hmm. 
and amazing places are out there in the U.S. Wow. And, you know, we, we're so used to, you know, our little comfort zone. Mm-hmm. We're so used to our bubble, mm-hmm. so to speak. And, you know, a lot of our exposure to things outside the bubble is what you see at the, you know, on the 10 o'clock news or yeah. something like that. So it's, it's totally skewed and you know, it's, skewed. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I love avoiding the news because yeah. I, it just gives me the wrong perception of a lot of things. And mm-hmm. it really is a, a killer mm-hmm. of my motivation. So I try to stay away from it, mm-hmm. but just being out and about and just meeting everybody. Um, it was, it was, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And, um, I think, you know, my my hope, my goal, my dream is to be able to um, travel some more mm-hmm. and, and meet more people out there, and um, and so I think that's the thing I probably miss the most. Yeah, is just seeing some really cool people, some yeah. cool places out there. So I mean, that's number one. Uh, number two, I would say was pretty eye opening. Um, I always told myself never go to New York City or Boston. Yeah. You know, stay away from those those you know congested yeah. places. And we went there, and I love both places. Wow, it was kind of crazy. I'm like, wow. you know, used to the <laughs> you know Arizona wide open areas, and mm-hmm. you know, especially Tucson being mm-hmm. so spread out. I didn't think I was gonna like you know, NYC or, yeah. or Boston and yeah. I absolutely loved it. So that was kind of an eye opener for was me. Was it like thrilling? Was it motivational? Was it You know, it was it was obviously I was I was there, you know, more mm. as a tourist than, than mm. anything else. Yeah. And I love to people watch. I, I study people. I study, yeah. you know, what's what's the what's the vibe, what's the pulse, what's the motivation of a lot of these individuals out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, out there, you know, doing their day to day stuff, making a mm-hmm. living. I'm uh, trying to do better from one day to the next. And so, you know, I just, I look at that life and at people through that lens. And so when I was, you know, looking at through that lens in New York City and, and also Chicago as well, those two yeah. cities come to mind firsthand. Yeah. Um, I saw just a lot of really cool people yeah. that um, maybe get stereotyped the wrong yeah. way um, a lot of times. And now I, I, I might my exposure and experience to, to both those cities was, was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, I would say the third thing that stands out now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I found love with Canada, believe it or oh, not. Wow. Yeah. Quebec was super awesome because wow. I didn't speak French. <laughs> and so, and that was, that was fun to, to play around in, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, when I go down into Mexico, I know a little bit of Spanish, you right. know, so I can right. get by, but when you know, we're in, in Quebec, right. you know, geez, <laughs> that was, that was, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. But uh, we hit the big cities, you know, throughout mm-hmm. Canada, mm-hmm. and it was, uh, you know, pretty neat to to see, you know, their people mm-hmm. through, you know, the lens that I like to study people with. Mm-hmm. And same thing, you know, I would yeah. say it's the same thing as what I felt with, you know, New York City and Chicago. Yeah. You have a lot of really good people with good intentions that are out there trying to to do their best and, yeah. and you know improve one day upon the other. And and, and when you when you when when I saw all these different places at different times, you know, throughout the U.S., whether it was in Florida or the, the Northeast or the Northwest, um, you know, you, you realize that, you know, you're, I felt like I was part of something bigger, something special. Mm-hmm. Even though I'll never meet these individuals mm-hmm. and we may never collaborate on a single thing, we're all part of that, that, that tribe right. that just makes the world a better place. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I know that, you know, not everyone I saw or met was a saint or, <laughs> or maybe, maybe not even a good, fine, outstanding citizen. But I'm just saying in general, mm-hmm. you know, what, what I got exposed to, the energy you feel out there mm-hmm. um, was, uh, was very enlightening. It was, yeah. it was actually pretty empowering because I know that I have my place within my, my world, whatever yeah. peoples I'm supposed to, to impact or have an impact on. And, yeah. And I think it kind of goes back to just my entrepreneurial mindset because, mm-hmm. you know, we we sometimes, you know, think bigger than what we're supposed to. We need to realize that, yeah, if you're called to be something bigger, better, better, uh, you'll get there. Mm-hmm. But until then, be faithful over mm-hmm. what's right there before you today. Mm-hmm. You know, take care of the relationships that you have today. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow's not promised. Don't worry about a year from now because that's not promised either. Mm-hmm. Just worry about today. Do better today than you did yesterday. And that would be something yeah. really be good to, yeah. to live by. Yeah. So, and then switching gears, we spoke a little bit about the entrepreneurial mindset. <clears throat> You've been doing what you're doing for 20 plus years. I have. Um, give three, four, or five pieces of advice for that entrepreneur who's just starting off right now or going through some tough times. No, absolutely. Um, and I've, I've, I've had my fair share of adversity. And mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's, you know, different periods of my life that um, if I go back in time, I change. But, of course, you can't change what's already happened. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've learned not to dwell on those things, but definitely, you know, learn from them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I me, mean, I have a heart for, for not only talking entrepreneurship and, and talking business mm-hmm. and, and collaborating and helping other individuals, you know, grow in their business and be successful. You know, I have a heart for just, you know, self-help. Yeah. You know, for individual yeah. system just to be able to, you know, overcome adversity or overcome, you know, certain fears or traumatic episodes that have happened throughout their life. Happen to do that because I've had my fair share. Mm-hmm. But to kind of dig deep and pick out four or five different things, I would say, um, and here's a nugget from our conversation before we start recording today, yeah. is um, to simplify things. Yeah. You know, take something, simplify it, mm-hmm. and then oversimplify it. You know, it's almost like you're just kind of just, you know, getting the stuff that doesn't need to be there out. Mm-hmm. And so after you've simplified and oversimplified, you know, what's on your plate or what's in your on your what's on your mind or your imagination, you know, what's you know on the shelf, what have you. Once you've simplified it, oversimplified it, then you just say, okay, do I love it or leave it? Mm-hmm. If you like it get rid of it. Mm-hmm. If you hate it, definitely get rid of it. Mm-hmm. But unless you love it, it, it doesn't have a place today. Right. You know, maybe right. a year from now, two years from now. And and the goal is to just keep the things that matter in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we come up with this quote unquote million dollar idea and mm-hmm. we don't know how to let it go. Yeah. We don't know how to start it. We don't know who to collaborate with. Um, but we just say, you know what, I'm all in on this. Right. And then tomorrow we have another idea. And we just all in on that one too. And we're all in all these things, but then we're not taking care of the, the little things that are important. Mm-hmm. The thing like for me, you know, my you know, mortgage originations, yeah. helping people get a home. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm working with anywhere between twenty and thirty different people today. You know, I, I owe them my best. So I'm always gonna be on point, I'm always gonna be available, and so I owe it on that. That's mm-hmm. my number one priority. I'm not going to lose sight of that because, you know, I have the next best thing right. out there. Right. Now, I, I think it's important to um, do things that are fun. Mm-hmm. You can have hobbies that maybe one day will turn into something amazing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but again, just keep everything simple, simplified, mm-hmm. and the things that you love, you know, right there on the yeah. table. Um, I think another thing that's super important is to uh, have the the right tribe around you. You know, I, I another nugget I, from the previous conversation. That is another <laughs> nugget. You know, you know, tribe building, which is a term that we both yeah are not very fond of, yeah. Yeah. but it is what it is. It, it yeah. makes it easy to explain. Um, you know, I think one of the keys to to tribe building is to just have people that lead with love, mm. if that's important to you, mm. uh, to have people that uh, know how to provide constructive criticism, mm. because that's super important. That's how we grow. That's how we know. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, who um, can receive, mm-hmm. you know, that and receive that love, respect that love that you give to them and to also receive, you know, constructive criticism as well. Mm-hmm. You know, something I live by is that iron sharpens iron. So mm-hmm. you want, you want iron in your tribe. You mm-hmm. want people that can give and receive, you know, the, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, one of my downfalls, one of my shortcomings is, you know, I'm a people pleaser. So, mm-hmm. uh, there's some people, uh, over you know in the past that I allowed in my tribe to be mm-hmm. longer than what they really should have been, mm-hmm. and so they're energy suckers. They mm-hmm. they're they're drainers, and they can be great people that are going to do great things within other tribes. They just didn't belong in mine. Right. And that doesn't right. mean that you know, I'm not going to be their friend. Right. I'm not going to go out and have a beer with them, mm-hmm. or you know go fishing with them on the weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you know mm-hmm. within that that tribe that helps you get places, do things, achieve mm-hmm. things. Um, so I, I, would, I would say that's that's not something that's really important for, for entrepreneurs. Another thing is um, don't have an emotional attachment to the outcome. Yeah. I think that's one of the downfalls for a lot of um, people as a whole, but especially entrepreneurs, is we have this emotional attachment to the outcome. And we think that just because we're so uh, passionate about it, and because, you know, we're, we're so well-versed in it or mm-hmm. because it's, it's basically a sure shot success, um, we, we get super disappointed when the rest of the world doesn't reciprocate that. Right, right. And uh, we, we, they get too down. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the sayings I live by is, you know, don't get too high after, after any mm-hmm. win and don't get too low after any loss. Right. Just stay even keel. Yeah. Because, you know, when you win big, you know what? Stay level head, level head, and 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 if you if you lose, well, guess what? It's okay. And and here's the thing: is you know what what fails today may be a super success a year from now or mm-hmm. ten years from now. Uh, it's just not today. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the things that uh, I tell people is it's not no, it's just not now. Right. Right. You know. Yeah. And so you know, I, I would say you know don't have an emotional attachment to the outcome. You know, have fun with any results mm-hmm. that happen out there. And I think the last thing I, I would say, and it kind of almost ties in with the last one I gave, is, uh, you know, don't self-sabotage things. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, as human beings, um, we're, we're prone to that. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're prone to just uh, self-sabotage things um, almost instinctively. Yeah. I don't know if that's if we're just wired to as a defense mechanism right, towards success right. or achieving things, or maybe it's a, it's a, a purging process, you know, yeah. preparing you to, yeah. for success. That way you can endure that success. Yeah. Um, whatever, the, whatever the case may be, and it could be different for different people, just realizing that 
um, the person in the mirror is your number one enemy. Right. It's the right. one that's going to screw things up more often than not. And, and as long as you know your opponent, which is that person in the mm-hmm. mirror, then mm-hmm. it helps you to kind of just, uh, you know, work around, you know, yes. work, work around that a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I know that um, that's been true many, many, many times in, mm-hmm. in not only my career, um, but my life as well. Mm-hmm. And I think life has gotten a lot easier once I realize you know, who that person in the mirror, yeah. what that person in the mirror is really capable of. And that person in the mirror deserves success. Oh, yeah. It's funny. I did a top 10 qualities of an entrepreneur, little uh, PDFs that sent out to some people. And almost word for word, it just, just kind of phrased a little bit differently, everything you mentioned right now. You know, phrased a little bit differently, but almost word for word. And some of the, especially when you mentioned the highs and the lows, don't get too high on the highs and too low on the lows. It was weird. I'm, I was... <laughs> thinking was Michael looking over my shoulder when I was putting this together last week but I, I think you know going with the mindset I mean I think once you accept and don't apologize for having the goals that you have whether they may seem materialistic I think that's one of the things society kind of puts down our throat is that you're being materialistic if you want some things but honestly, I want some things, not because of the expense of it or the cost of it. It's just because I like my Challenger. I like my car. And it's always been a dream of mine to have that particular car. So I don't want to apologize for that. And it doesn't mean I go out and I buy expensive stuff everywhere. But So I splurged on it. But when I step in my car each and every morning or when I go home every night, it motivates me and it pushes me. It inspires me to keep on going forward. You know, by no means am I going through a midlife crisis or anything. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. It, it's just something that inspires me and it motivates me and keeps me pushing forward, you know? No, absolutely. You know, one thing <clears throat> my brother says to me a lot, and in, when he first said it didn't make any sense to me, actually the first 10 times he told me, I'm like, it's getting kind of annoying. And then one day it just sunk in. Uh-huh. And, and I'll share that with you and with our audience today. Is mm. it, he used to tell me, you don't have to apologize for being a badass. Mm. And at first I'm just like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. But then after a while, it's just kind of like, you know what? Um, I don't care too much about what other people right. think about me. Right. Um, I, I hold myself accountable to to those that are in my tribe, mm-hmm. uh, especially my wife and kids mm-hmm. and, and my extended family. You know, I, I care a little bit about what they say, <laughs> but it, I, I'm, I'm not out trying to, to please the world. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not, uh, even though I'm, I'm a, a people pleaser, I'm not doing the things that, for other people to say, yeah, you know what, mm-hmm. you're awesome. I'm not trying to do it for a compliment. Mm-hmm. I want to be me. I, yeah. want, I don't want to be a fake. I don't want to be a fraud. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. And so um, if, and I don't drive a Challenger, would love to. Mm-hmm. It's just nothing that's going right. to basically um, fulfill a desire or need for me today. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe down the road some. Mm-hmm. But if, if that's what you know, fulfills that childhood dream. Yeah. And, and, and you're, it's almost like paying it for it, but I said you're paying it back to that five-year-old Sean or that yeah. 10-year-old yeah. Sean. <laughs> you know, when you used to have really cool Hot Wheels, you're like, oh, right. one day exactly. I'm a car like this. You, you know? get me, Mike. You get me. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, um, 
uh, I'm at a different phase today, but mm-hmm. you know, you know, maybe one day, you know, mm-hmm. I'll start checking some things off, off my bucket list, mm-hmm. but, um, there's, there's no need to apologize for, for any of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, only, you know, what your motivate what, what your motivation is for that, mm-hmm. you know, what your motives are for that. Mm-hmm. And, um, no, you know, when I was driving in, um, you know, to, to, to meet with you today, mm-hmm. um, I was, I was looking for, for your, your challenger and I was, saw really a lot of that. Really nice <laughs> hey, I think that's Sean's car. Hey, I think that's Sean's car. And, and I was like, damn, I'm really proud of that guy because oh, I remember sure. your old pickup truck. Yeah. You know? Yes, you and, do. That's and, right. And, and I'm like, you know what? This guy has accomplished so much, you know, over the last, you know, three plus years and, and, um, it's it's not like you need material things to validate your right. successes, right? But you know when it's there, hey, there you go. I tell you what, going on that '98 Ford Explorer, you know, the, the stick motivated me a lot, also, <laughs> just in a different way, you know. So yeah, the last time you and I met, I had that, and then maybe a year after that, I I got an Altima, but I was rear-ended; it was total. I remember that, yeah, but. That year, which was last year, um, last summer, I told myself in the summer, I'm going to get a Challenger. And, you know, it, it was weird. I didn't I didn't like getting rear-ended. It didn't feel too well. But it was, it, it kind of pushed me. It kind of pushed me. And I don't share this with a lot of people at all. This is a really good nugget. I did the worst thing you do when you went to go buy a car. I just said yeah to everything and then did, didn't look at the monthly payments until it was at the end. I got everything that I wanted as far as the warranties. And I said, whatever the difference is, because I know it's going to be a little bit more, I'm just going to work harder to make it up. And that's what I've been doing. So oh. it was the worst thing you could ever, the worst financial advice ever right there. <laughs> you know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, but, but you know what I did? It's like, all right, I cut out Starbucks every day and that made up the difference. <laughs> hey, there you go. There that you made go. up the difference. So it's the same money out. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on all your successes. No, I haven't no, uh, likewise, you know, likewise. said that, but yeah. um, I've been following, you know, you, mm-hmm. your business, your career and, um, you know, super thankful for our relationship over the, you know the last three plus years, Absolutely. and uh, um, your best years are ahead of you. Yeah. You know, I know you have that big goal, that big dream to you know get an office up in Tempe, mm-hmm. and uh, you know when that happens, you mm-hmm. know, you know Phoenix is going to be very, very lucky to have you in their backyard because yeah. oh, thank you. You know, yeah, you can do a lot uh, through phone, fax, and email, mm-hmm. even video conferencing, but one on one with Sean Campbell, I mean, wow. that's legit right there. Wow, I'm not even paying them to do this. Michael, thank you so much for being on the show. We're going to have to, this is the first episode of hopefully many down the line in the years to come. So, uh, again, uh, if someone, you mentioned it to reach out to me, but how could someone reach out to you, Michael? Anyone can call, text, email me anytime. My mobile number is 520-490-9608. And you can email me at mike at mikebaltazar.com. And if you forget all of the above, you can always reach out to Sean. He can put you in touch with me anytime. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Cool. Thank you for listening to The Sean Campbell Show. Follow us on Instagram at The Sean Campbell Show.